Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about how he definitely did not break up with me because I'm just so much better than him. Like, I walked away from him. Man, you tell him, Kat. <sighs> Hashtag no F boys. <laughs> That's right, everyone. Today we are chatting about episode six of Bachelor in Paradise, the one in which almost everyone seems on the verge of a breakup, and also in which Aaron B has a painfully difficult time keeping his timeline straight and explaining them. I mean, circles around that timeline there, Aaron. I don't know where he was going, but I guess we'll eventually find out. <laughs> it's just the two of us today. Uh, and frankly, we have so much drama to discuss and so many relationship shakeups that it's probably a good thing that it's just Emma and I. Honestly, yeah, it's the it's time. We got to dive right back in. We pick back up immediately on the fallout from Kat's birthday from hell. But of course, we have a couple a couple funny little changes to the opening credits, including an updated intro for Kat in which she is now stuffing her face with her own birthday cake mm -hmm. instead of applying sunscreen. Also, we get a little guest appearance from the chefs. Finally, like after all these seasons, acknowledge the people who are working hard to feed our talent. I, li I like that they're giving the editors just in general freer reign to do goofy shit in this show because there's so much annoying drama and we need these moments of levity and like cheekiness. Oh, yes. And I, I feel like this season they've really like taken flight in terms of that. I love all the editing. I love all the interesting you know, change-ups they're trying, whether it's like floating yeah. heads and talk bubbles or chirons, or they're really just trying to have fun. It and we're here like for they're, it. Yeah, they're having fun with it, which makes us want to have fun with it. And that's what 
everyone wants, just fun. So Brayden gives us all a rundown of last week's drama as if we could forget it, while Kat sits there waiting for a very sleepy Tanner to come down to the beach. And Brayden, I think, correctly assesses the situation and is like, I think Tanner just isn't feeling Kat the way she's feeling him. Yes, and that's the truth. Tanner really did not want to get out of bed to confront Kat. He's like, I'm he going to stay. Wise. I'm going to stay here for as long <laughs> as possible because I know it's coming. But I also think maybe he prepped because I was super impressed with Tanner and the way he eventually handles the conversation with Kat. Yeah, but for now, Kat is just anxious. Playing I've never seen someone play with their hair so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is her nervous tick. And look, we mm. all have them. But eventually, Tanner does wake up and comes down to the beach and pulls Kat for a chat immediately. As you said, he's he's ready for this conversation, and he is a pretty mature guy. He knows how to communicate fairly well. Avon and Brayden are just watching on, being like, this is going to be rough. <laughs> he's like, this is not going to be good. And they're right. And they're <laughs> correct. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. <laughs> Um, because as Kat says, she's not an option. She's decisive. She's strong. This conversation will bring a lot of clarity. That's what Kylie thinks. She's telling the other girls. Uh, Kylie also reassures Davia that they're thinking about her feelings too, which I was like, thank goodness. Because is anyone thinking Finally. about, like Davia is just surrounded by all, Kat, her chaos and all her friends. And, you know, she's also, interested in Tanner no too. One. No one challenges Kat on this speech. And I, frankly, I don't blame them because she's so unpleasant when she is challenged. You really just, like, I can't imagine feeling strongly enough about something to want to get into it with her. It's like only Olivia really is brave enough to get into it with yes. her. And that's because, as we will see, they they are, they're, uh, competing for the affections of John Henry, ultimately. But, like, yeah, Kylie, Mercedes, all of the rest of them are just kind of fall in line. But I was glad to see that Kylie acknowledged to Davia, you have skin in the game here, too. You're allowed to have feelings about what's happening. Because often it really feels like Kat is the only one who's allowed to have space to feel anything. She's the queen bee of the beach. And it seems like everyone just dances around her it. in a way that's like, either tiptoeing to not stir the pot more or just kind of appeasing her and her feelings. It's Regina George vibes, to be honest. Yeah. Sorry, which we mentioned sorry. last Yeah, we mentioned that last episode. It's it's tough to watch her. It's, it's, it's run a the rough beach. watch. Yeah. It's a rough watch as as a woman who is like very sensitive to trying to be kind and and thoughtful to people around you. Um it doesn't always happen, but it's uncomfortable to watch someone with this lack of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So Tanner and Kat chat. And Tanner immediately tries to cut the tension by complimenting Kat's bathing suit. I think that's his go-to when he feels awkward in any conversation. He's like, great bathing suit, great color, yeah. great eyes. Great eyes, great, <laughs> great look, love the hair. <laughs> but Kat, you know, to her credit, she ju does just get to it. She's like, look, I was disappointed that you said yes to a date on my birthday before having a conversation with me. Fair enough. Tanner also gets to it. And he's basically like, I was excited to meet you. I was hopeful when I met you after our great date that we could build something that would last outside of paradise. 
but I'm now conflicted. He says, we have so many things in common. I think we want the same things outside of here, but we have, quote, very different personalities. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) This made me die. I was like, this is the most diplomatic way to say this, but he's also just right. Like, Kat is very, very intense, high energy, needs to be catered to in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And that means she either needs someone that like matches that energy or someone that is so passive that they're going to enjoy being pushed in that way. And I think Tanner is this kind of like calm middle ground where that just probably won't work for him. Yes. And I think, you know, going on a one-on-one date with her gave him this, you know, he saw this sparkly, happy, sunshiny cat. And then he quickly saw... You know, how she handled, yeah, Brayden, how she's handling Davia's arrival. And he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's down for this drama. Like, he just wants peace. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough on both of their sides. But this kind of sets Kat off. She says, you think you get to come on this speech and tell me about myself? Please, I already checked out. To be clear, she says this to the camera, not to Tanner. Yeah. To Tanner, she's like trying to keep it cool. Oh, yeah, because she's like, in her ITM, he thinks his shit don't stink. He's every boyfriend I've ever dated. Like, AKA, every man she's ever dated has always been in the wrong. And Kat is always right. <laughs> and Kat is always thinking about a breakup far before they are. I mean, of course, of course. Yeah, I do love the narrative that, like, if a person you're dating doesn't, want the same things you want or doesn't think about things in the exact way you do, that that means they're indecisive and full of themselves and bad, just bad. Tanner keeps calmly explaining, which I think, to be honest, he probably should have just been like, okay, Mm -hmm. we've both said it. Let's move on. He sort of is digging himself a hole. He's like, I love you as a person, but just when I think about what I want in a wife, there are some ways in which maybe we're different. And I'm like, okay, you you can see her just, her blood is (laughs) boiling at this point. He's just trying so hard to be like, I do like you. You're a cool person. I just, you could never be my wife ever. Yeah. (laughs) Tanner, stop. You don't have to say that. Kat says though, you know, I agree. I don't see you being a partner that I could start a life with because I don't think I could trust you outside of here. Yeah. All because he went on a date in paradise with another woman. Trust is out the window. This guy's a cheater now, apparently. (laughs) Oh my God. It's just, you know what? Clearly, they're not a match, and I think they both probably should have just stopped there. But instead, Kat is, of course, ranting to the camera because this is her thing, and it's incredible television. We have a clip of some of what she says. I am literally so much better than you. How dare you think that you get to break up with me? You don't. And instead of seeing how we feel this week and, like, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse, and I don't want to... No, it's all good. We're good. We're all good. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I just want to set the record straight. He did not just break up with me. So although he was feeling that way, great, same. This was mutual. Happy you have your clarity. Enjoy your paradise experience. You're going to leave alone. I mean, <laughs> she. this just proves that she kind of does these 180s when she's in front of someone, she acts one way. And she, when she's behind them, she acts another, which 
granted, she also people just do can't. that, you know, but she just doesn't know how to be wrong, like ever. And she doesn't know how to handle not having, not being in the power position in any relationship. And I think that goes for her friendships too, frankly, from what we've seen. Like she needs to be in a position of control. And look, to a lot of us feel more comfortable when we're in control. I get it. But the way that she handles it is to, instead of being like, yeah, he was feeling that way. Now that I've heard him out, you know, I agree. We're clearly not a good match. It's like, well, he is bad. Yeah. And therefore, how dare he? And now I have to find the way in which I am like morally like better than him. Yes. She can't just, you know, and this wasn't like a serious relationship. This was like a no, week long they had, fling. They had a week long. And also it's okay to feel bummed that of something course. didn't work out with someone or feel bummed that they're rejecting you, even if you also had some reservations. And there's just, Kat is not willing to express that vulnerability. So instead she lashes out. Yeah. It's also okay to just be supportive of like a friend. Like you, maybe you didn't work out, but you can still be like, good luck to you. Good, you know, good luck to me. We still have a few weeks on the beach. We can make new connections. I hope we can stay friends. No, Kat's And sure, look, yeah. look, so many of us can't be that gracious. So like, I would never demand that of Kat, but a week, it's, a uh, week. it's the level, it's the level, <laughs> it's the level to which she kind of goes off about Tanner and then flips the the narrative around to all of the other women. So Tanner is like, I, I don't want there to be any hard feelings between us. Kat's like, you know, we're all good. Don't worry. But her face to me says, you're dead to me. I want you to burn in hell. In the Correct. interview booth, she, she cannot stop playing with her hair. It's like getting more and more intense. I'm like, oh, Kat, be careful. Please don't, don't rip your hair out of your head. I'm worried about you right now. But Tanner takes this in stride. He stays calm, cool, collected. He never insults her. And this is where we end with Kat's ITM. We have a clip. You are literally just wanting to play this fun game and come here and have fun. Well, guess what? You'll ne you're never having fun with me again. And that's your loss. You don't even open mouth make out. I already knew I didn't want to marry you. I am done with Goodbye, Tanner. Goodbye. You'll regret it. Oh my gosh. What? I am oh, dead over she, you're the <laughs> never having fun with me again. You don't even open mouth make out. I already knew I didn't want to marry you. It's like a little child having it's a like tantrum. A it's a 16-year-old. Also, like, I mean, what is an also, open mouth makeout? Can we just, she mentions this so much this episode. Let's, let's just do a definition. I, I, I talked, I talked about this last week. This is the di kind of <laughs> distinction that we used to make at summer camp when we were all making out for the first time. And it was like stages because the peck, you know, you peck, which is what she also accuses Tanner of doing. You're yes. Just kissing. He's a pecker. But the open mouth, she wants tongue. Well, yes, I've there, heard but, tongue, but also but open, open mouth, mouth doesn't necessitate tongue. Again, as I learned, making out with people at 12 in um, the back room of a summer camp cabin, you can just like open mouth, hold your faces together and then 
um, everyone will count down the seconds. And that, I will say, is one of the least <laughs> sexy things you I'm can like, do. I'm like, what is this, so, CPR? <laughs> yeah. I mean, open mouth, it just doesn't mean you're a good kisser. I, I think what Kat does is I, saying, she wants, like, she wants to get in there with the tongue. Yeah. But she's not specifying that until later. Yeah, Tanner's just too... <laughs> <laughs> too peckish for her. <laughs> too peckish. And look, people have their styles, you know? Yeah. And uh, But maybe she should have just been like, wow, we don't like the same things when we make out. Maybe we're not the best match. Yes. Instead, she's like, you're a bad person because you didn't tongue Open mouth me down. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't stick your tongue all the way down my throat. Thank oh, God for God. summer I, you know camp. I, Thank you, summer camp, for giving yeah, me I really a lesson on open an, mouth makeouts. <laughs> I received an education between the ages of uh, 11 and 14. <sighs> God, Kat, she's out of control this episode. So after this, Kat goes back to the women and is like, I am taking control of this narrative. Things are done between her and Tanner. And, and just to be clear, she definitely broke up with him because there were red flags and she is just like better than him. Like she doesn't know how to say it. She's just better. It's like, you know, when someone rejects you and then you're just like, I'm better than you. It's yeah. like that yes. for Kat. Always, always for Kat. And this is in front of, of course, everyone. Like I'm better than him. I am, you know, so generous. Uh, I decided that... I just wanted to hear what he had to say. Like, I gave okay. him, yeah, I gave him the time to talk, but I was the one to break up with him. I made the call. <laughs> and poor Davia is just like... <laughs> sitting right behind sitting her. Sitting right behind Kat being like, okay, girl. Smirking. Yeah. It's lovely. But Davia's, you know, trying to stay out of the drama. She doesn't want to be she in a love triangle. Yeah. She should absolutely just keep her mouth shut. Tanner... Meanwhile, is giving a somewhat different interpretation of their conversation to the men. He's like, yeah, guys, I don't really think it went that well. Just like the conversation we had before the date, that didn't go that well either. But I really tried to be respectful. In the distance, the men hear all of the women suddenly scream, cheer, no F-boys. <laughs> and Brayden, of course, is deeply offended. What is this, F-boy island? He's just like... <laughs> He's like, that's super disrespectful. And Peter goes, that's a double standard comment. If girls went on a date, it's just them exploring their options. But we're F-boys. And then Tanner's I mean, just like, this is going to be a horrible day. <laughs> you know, won't, won't someone think of, think of the men? And you guys know, we don't love to defend men on this podcast. But um, Kat is wrong yeah. here. Yes. Because <laughs> Tanner did a totally normal thing. And all of these people, for the almost all of them, are open to going on dates with different people. And I think it's really all in the way that you communicate. Kat, unfortunately, uh, can only wrap her head around it if she's the one going on the date. Yeah. She's allowed to go on other dates, but... The people she's dating or into? No. Are not. Not allowed. No. Yeah. And that really is a double standard. I think it's less about the women having a double standard for the men and more about just specifically cat. Yes. This is a cat situation. <laughs> this is a cat situation, okay? Hashtag not all women, Peter. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will discuss some new arrivals. Can you keep up? I like 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of 
giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. And we're ready to move on from Kat and Tanner because Aaron B. is telling us that everyone has to be intentional now. Yeah, it's getting serious. You know, skin's in the game. Whoever you pick and whoever you date, it has to come from your heart. You have to be feeling it. He names the couples, you know, from Tanner and Kat to Blake and Jess, um, who are another couple on the rocks. Jess is doing sad girl Jess. She She's just so 24. It is a little bit hard to watch <laughs> yeah. in this episode. Like, she wants to explore things with other people, but she is now sad that Blake kind of drew a line and said, well, if you don't want to kind of key in on me, then I'm going to give you your space to figure that out. She really just wants him to notice her lacy black faux see-through bikini top, which is very sexy. It she is. looks gorgeous. But yeah, she's very disappointed that he hasn't said anything about it yet I'm today. like, Jess, I get it, but you, you did this to yourself. Yeah. Also, it, 24. You know, it, she's, Blake, she's just so Blake definitely appreciates probably a nice bikini, but I don't think that's what he's he's after. He's like, you basically told me that you like me, but you like to keep me as a backup in case you like Tanner or Tyler more. Yeah. Blake is basically saying that he's not interested in anyone else on the beach at the moment, but what is he supposed to do? He's like, if she wants to explore... I need to leave myself open to exploring as well. And of course, at this moment, mm. a new arrival comes down the steps. And it is Genevieve from Zach's season holding a date card. It says, who can you see yourself with? What? They're phoning it in on these yeah, yeah, date yeah, cards. Yeah. The date cards are just getting worse and worse. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, uh, just say pick someone for a date. Like at this point, we don't, it doesn't even matter what they yeah. say. Pick your poison. <laughs> yeah. The, the women are all so excited to see Genevieve. She's clearly very well loved. Yes, they were all really excited. Sweet. I loved it. And she's she's gorgeous, as they mentioned. She seems so fun. And Jess says she's going to bring a ball of energy and excitement to the beach. She sure is, though, with your man. <laughs> with your man. Genevieve pulls Tyler first. And he's like, you know, everyone is still open, which... Honestly, I guess besides like Aaron and Eliza and Avon and Kylie, they kind of are. Yeah. But that's a, a short conversation. And then she grabs Blake, who is very honest about where things stand between himself and Jess. And you can tell that Genevieve and Blake are kind of hitting it off. But Mercedes and Jess are both sweating. Jess is like, Jen is just going to lock in on whoever she chooses. And all the women think so highly of her. I think they assume... Whichever dude goes on a date with her, they're going to like her because she's wonderful. Yeah. And and Jen likes that Blake is older and comes with, quote, some maturity, <laughs> unlike these other men on the beach. But no, she notices that Blake 
he's a solid dude. He's a good guy and he's there and for he love. Is. And they have a little bit of a connection. And good for them. They, you know, they should be able to explore, especially after what Jess did to Blake. <laughs> she gets yeah, all upset, but like she's the one that basically said, I haven't gotten the chance to explore anybody else or do what's good for me. So of course Blake's gonna want to explore too. And she does acknowledge this later on, but it's like you can't make have that ask for yourself and not also allow your partner to then yeah. move forward. Like that's just kind of the terms of opening up a relationship. Side note, Brayden and Tanner have made peace and bonded after both being burned by Kat. He's just, <laughs> Brayden's like, Tanner, you starting with me, baby? Starting meaning drinking some mimosas and maybe some margaritas early in the afternoon. Day drinking I buds cannot, are the best buds. <laughs> I cannot imagine the hangovers that these people are having day after day. Oh, it, yeah. like truly makes me just like get a hit headache just thinking about it. But ultimately, Genevieve asks Blake to go on the date and he says yes, but he pulls Jess first for a chat. And it's interesting because I think Blake thinks that Jess is going to be like, yeah, sure, do it. Yeah. Like, I'm interested in other people. But it's a bit rougher. She gets kind of teary-eyed and Blake tells her that he thinks Genevieve seems fun and put together. And he felt that Jess has been very unsure of him and almost like doesn't want him that much. And it feels nice to be wanted by someone like Genevieve. And also he points out Jess can explore other connections if he's not on the beach, which frankly is true. Yeah, it is very true. He says, without me here, maybe you won't feel this pressure to, like, you know, watch watch out for me or make sure I'm not seeing you connect with other people. And he says, you know, maybe this shakeup is what we need because what we've been doing clearly isn't working, uh, which I think, yeah, a shakeup is a good thing for them, as he says. I love Blake. Yeah. He's just very wise. And I also appreciated that he was honest with her about the fact that if he goes on this date with Genevieve, he's going to lean into it and give her a chance because he doesn't want to just go out with someone where he is fully closed off. Yeah, and Genevieve... that's not really fair to Genevieve. Yeah, Genevieve deserves it. He, She deserves yeah. someone to lean in and just he, like again, he does. Blake, you're right. Yep. Oh, Blake, mature king. Jess feels bad that Blake feels unwanted. It just, this conversation, I, I really feel for both of them, but I found myself being frustrated with Jess a little bit, which I can't fully falter because I she's know. so much younger than we are. But like, I don't think that she has really developed the ability to have really honest conversations. I do appreciate that she acknowledges that he deserves to be open if she wants to be, but she can't quite tell him why she's upset or what she wants. Yeah, she kind of like hangs on the phrase of him feeling unwanted and runs with it. But she yeah. doesn't clearly communicate any of the other feelings she's having or why, in fact, she's crying. Because he said he didn't think this conversation would be as difficult as it ended up being because he thought Jess would just be okay with it. But no, she's upset, but she's not communicating what she's upset about. So I think because she also knows that she wants him to not go on the date, but she also doesn't necessarily want to be with him. And that's just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's a human thing to desire, but like you can't ask someone to do that. She does tell the camera that she didn't think Blake would say yes, which surprised me 
given their conversation last night? Yeah, it's what she told him the night before. It's just, yes, of course he would go on a date. That Like, do you not remember what you told him? Uh, she had him too. She had Blake. He literally said, if you are want to commit to this, I'm, I'm in. in. Yeah. And she doesn't. And that's fair. Of course. But then but, let him go. You got to kind of let, let both of you go. Like, go yeah. do your thing. That's what you wanted. So you you can't have your cake and eat it too, as Kat would say. No. I think she she that's what she wants a little bit. Because she tells the group she, quote, hasn't had anything go my way at all. That's not again, true. <laughs> that's not true. That's that's not true. You have to take ownership of your own actions. You keyed in on Blake, you and then you decided that you wanted to explore other things. Exactly. You know, she could have really gone for Tanner. She could have really gone for Tyler. She didn't have to back off when her friends showed interest, and she didn't have to prioritize Blake's feelings over her own, which ultimately, frankly, and I think this is also something that comes with age, like just sticking around to be quote unquote nice to him is not actually nice. No, it's or, not. or rather it's nice, but it's not kind. Yeah. You're, you're taking advantage of the situation by just. It's kind to release someone. Yes. If, give him the freedom then to explore other connections as you are. Plus we all know Blake when he first arrived to the beach, Women were all about him, but he stuck with Jess. And so for her to say, like, you know, nothing is going her way, it's like you had one of the, you have one of the best guys at the beach. You've been dating him for weeks. That was great. Maybe it didn't work out, but you had a good time. It's not like you right. didn't ask it's not for like this. <laughs> no one wanted you and you didn't want anyone exactly. and there wasn't any mutual attraction. Like that's that's not real. That is a story you're telling yourself and it's not gonna do you any favors. <sighs> Yeah, but Brayden, then we get Brayden, just a little shot of him with raspberries on his fingers, just sucking them off one by one. Meanwhile, Olivia's feeling so good about things with John Henry. They both like golf. He's quirky. She's so happy with him. So, you know, if if any woman is happy on this beach, she better look behind her because (laughs) there's Kat. Kat is ready to shoot her shot with John Henry. And Mercedes and Kylie are encouraging her to go for it. There's not, there doesn't really seem to be a lot of thought from anyone on the beach for Olivia. Olivia. Like, what is and going on? And that made on? me a little sad. And Olivia was, you know, in the group helping Kat sort of move on or process her breakup with Tanner. She was encouraging her. Just because Kat is not my favorite person, it's not that I don't think she has every right to go after John Henry. It's just the fact that she obviously would have been so not okay if one of her other friends, for example, tried to make a play for Tanner. Yeah, or if Olivia did together. that to her. That would be game no, over. No, she, yeah, it would be game over. But she, she thinks about, Kat thinks about Kat, and I think everyone else wants Kat to be happy because she's a lot, like their whole group dynamic is a lot more pleasant when she's happy. <laughs> when she's in a relationship. <laughs> Yeah. Kat cannot stop talking about the fact that John Henry has a tongue ring, which definitely means that he will open mouth make out with her, unlike Tanner. She's like, I want to be six feet deep in a daybed. <laughs> <laughs> she really 
she's into that tongue ring, which surprised. Didn't know John Henry had a tongue ring. Yeah, we we're all learning so much. She says he's with Olivia, but like I don't really care. She was sad girl summer, but now she's hot girl summer. She's ready for a he knows what to do with his tongue makeout. <laughs> she's so ready. Uh, Kylie asked John Henry if he'd be interested in talking to Kat right after he says that he's happy with Olivia. So yeah, we're starting to see John Henry uh, go back and forth between Kat and Olivia. I hate this. I mean, and we know where it's heading. We just know. And yeah. Yeah, and I I think we have a clip of Brayden's thoughts on Kat's, quote, homie hopping. Cat is homie hopping. One, two, three into the four. Better watch out. Cat's coming to your dope. It's actually like one of the nicest days here ever. Bro, like what the hell, man? She is straight like begging. It is crazy. <laughs> His Chiron reads album dropping next summer. Which should be believable because the amount of <laughs> music, musical talent he's given us having, this season. He's having too much fun, a little too much fun in his interviews. He also compares Kat to a shark in the water out for blood again. Brayden, you got you gotta stop. Yeah. You gotta stop. Between with the this and, and Borat, it's just it's, he, he needs got, some new jokes or he needs some new yeah. one liners. <laughs> Update your material, okay? Okay, bro. Cat and her hair are yep. ready to ask John Henry <laughs> how he feels about Olivia. And he's like, yeah, I just really like her. She seems so real. She's so funny and goofy. She says what she thinks. And Kat says, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of girls are like that here, though. Oh, my God. Oh. It's just rude. It's so rude. Instead of just being like, yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's wonderful, but I have interest in you. Yeah. Or, hey, she's let me like, go oh, wait, give wait. Olivia I'm, a heads up. I could be those things, too. I'm funny and goofy, and, you know, a lot of us or are the, like Or the that. implication yeah. is, like, actually, there's nothing special about Olivia. Like, everyone's that way, so. Yeah. Whatever. I'm special, though. <laughs> well, she is obviously very special. Kat, then, is like, just really, you can tell she is a girl who just turns on the charm when she wants someone. And I think she is very, very used to getting exactly what she wants. She's like, John Henry, just tell me so much about underwater welding. Oh, you go, you go underwater? You hold your breath. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. And he is falling for it. He, dude, John Henry's weak. He is just like, (laughs) she's interested in my career. Look at this. John Henry showed up thinking, no one cares about me. I got sent home so early. No one's going to be into me. And this is what always happens to men. Their sexual capital goes up a little bit and they get high Mm -hmm. on their own desirability. And that's John Henry right now. Absolutely. Olivia finds... He's realizing, like, I have options. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Olivia, however, is not loving this. Uh, Kat is desperate. She's narcissistic. You know, Olivia was hyping Kat up over Tanner earlier, and now Kat's doing this to her. Quote, she says, she's inserting chaos everywhere. She's a Tasmanian devil of paradise. Which, uh, kind of. She's Kind of. She's, 
Uh, we hate She's to call chaos agent. Yes, we hate to call Cat any of the names that everybody else is calling her, like a hurricane or a tornado or a Tasmanian devil. But she's sort of proving the point. She's an an agent of chaos. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it's desperate or narcissistic to go after someone that you're interested in, but I understand why Olivia is upset by it because Kat, Kat did not give her a heads up like, hey, I'm interested in this guy. And everyone knows Kat would certainly expect that from one of them. Absolutely. But, you know, Kat's not done. It's not just... John Henry, she's after. No. She just wants to maybe stir the pot a little bit more. So cut to Eliza and Kat in the bathroom. We hear water running as they chat. It's maybe they're taking a shower. Who knows? We get little pop-ups of their heads alongside <laughs> captions of their dialogue. Because Incredible, incredible work. I love that they did this. This was so smart. So Kat tells Eliza that she wants to pursue other people because she, she, she deserves a good man. No one else, just her. Just her. Just her. She deserves it. And if she deserves it, she is entitled to it. Exactly. Eliza tells Kat that she only has eyes for Aaron. And and this is when Kat decides, you know what? It's time to shoot my shot. I'm going to drop a bomb. Charity gave Kat warnings about Aaron. And told her to stay away from him. Yikes. Yeah. So now you're having a conversation with the agent of chaos, Cat, Sweet, sweet Eliza, who was really like falling in love with Aaron, is now discovering that maybe the man she's with is not what he appears, according to Charity Lawson. <laughs> oh. So Kat tells the camera that Charity is her best friend. And I found this so interesting because Brooklyn, who really does not get along with Kat, also says that Charity is her best friend. So Charity is just everyone's best everybody's friend. best friend. Yeah. But I, I do I do know that that Kat and Charity are close, at least per social media. And it makes sense that they would have chatted before Paradise and that Kat would have asked, hey, give me the rundown. Yeah. On, on the dudes that are going to be there. So Charity apparently alerted Kat to the fact that Aaron had some sort of semi-public scandal regarding an ex-girlfriend who I guess had DM'd Charity. Yes. It's and all- was claiming, claiming that Aaron had been talking to her basically like right up until the point he went on the show, sort of implying that he he paused or ended this relationship in order to go on the show, but he wasn't quite single. Yes. And this is not something I had heard, but also I'm sh- like, I I don't spend time combing Reddit or really like looking at these kind of rumors until they blow up into real no- news stories, nor frankly, do I really care to interrogate yeah. people's dating lives right before the show unless they did something really bad, bad. or like actively... We're trying to keep that relationship going. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't really, show. I don't get deep I just don't in care. the cobwebs of Reddit. No, but, it's not. You for know, me. when the bigger stories pop up, that's when you kind of hear about yeah. it. But so this, I don't I'm very know what confused. The chatter was, yeah, but... I'm very confused by it. They don't really get to it this episode. No one really and knows it, what's going on with the ex girlfriend. It's very, it's very confusing, and I understand though why Eliza is just stressed, and she she fills Olivia in on what happened. And Olivia, who has a has a bias against Kat, 
thinks that Kat is just trying to light fires around Paradise because she's in panic mode. And then Olivia does a, I think we can call it somewhat mean, but absolutely, frankly, hilarious impression of Kat hitting on John Henry and playing with her hair. I believe we have a clip. She's over here trying to shoot her shot with John Henry, about to rip out her hair from playing with it so much in my face. John Henry, tell me about your job. You put pipes together and oh tunnels underwater. Stop it. You're so interesting. Oh my God. Your job is so cool. It's so dangerous. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved. Sweet Eliza's like, please stop. Don't make fun I know, of you me. can tell Eliza. Eliza, I think, doesn't necessarily feel super close to Kat, but she just does not want to be involved in a feud with anyone. <laughs> so she doesn't even want to bear witness to Olivia implying anything mean about Kat. I know. It's, it's so sad. Yeah, she doesn't want to deal with the wrath she of just, Kat. She, in her yeah, own she's way. just like, she's just like, I, I want to step away from this whole thing. And Eliza. You know, it makes sense to me why she is a little bit rattled. She says, like, Kat and I aren't really close. I don't necessarily take her word as Bond. But she does trust Charity's judgment. And she feels like Charity had a longer experience with this guy. She has cause for concern if Charity is giving her friends explicit warnings to stay away from him. Yes. And she needs answers. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, more from Paradise. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. 
I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. And we're back, back on the beach with John Henry. (laughs) With John Henry, because we have to wait to get those answers. Like, basically, we don't actually get these answers. We have to wait for Eliza's answers until really next week. But on the beach, John Henry is on Survivor, apparently. (laughs) I I, I find so many connections to Paradise and Survivor. (laughs) It's insane. But John Henry is just... He is throwing a coconut at a rock and then catching it like a workout. But I think his ultimate goal is to break this coconut and drink the sweet, sweet juice inside. (laughs) Guys, I just need to shout out to the editors for this absolutely dirty mashup (laughs) that's all euphemism. I mean, it's just the editing of these, of this clip with the conversation we're about to talk about together, like chef's kiss, these two things obviously didn't happen at the same time, but it is truly, truly incredible. So John Henry is, yeah, throwing this coconut against a rock, ripping it open with his bare hands. (laughs) And at the same time, in what we're seeing, Kat, Avon, and Kylie are talking about how Kat is just gonna fall in love with John Henry, the quote, deep sea diver. He's an underwater welder, but sure. I mean, he's a commercial diver, which includes underwater welding. We get some great vintage footage of a diver just like, like in black and white, just kind of piped in. Again, the editors (laughs) are having fun. And Kat is again talking about John Henry's tongue ring because she's been told that John Henry has a tongue ring that vibrates. Uh, Oh my gosh. And sweet, innocent Jess is like, oh, is that like for making out? Like you turn it on and then you make out and it feels good. And everyone else just stares at her being like, Jess, where else do you think you could put a vibrating tongue ring? They're like, think lower. (laughs) And she's like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 24 again, you know? <laughs> oh, it is It is hilarious. It's hilarious. This is also intercut with strategic shots of John Henry slurping the coconut juice, <laughs> spitting it out and saying, that's disgusting. <laughs> just the Emmy is coming for this, se- yeah. this sequence yeah, alone. Yeah, really. Although I just have to say, um, how dare you imply that you know, going down on a woman is disgusting. Yeah. How How dare you? How dare... I'm sure John Henry loves it. That's why he has the vibrating Vibrating tongue tongue ring. ring. He loves it. It's great. (laughs) Tastes amazing. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but this is so funny. Um, yeah, just a, a brilliant, brilliant sequence by the editors. Meanwhile, things seem to be going well for Brayden and Rachel, which of course means that they won't for long. Rachel is really riding high on their amazing date. And I just have to point out that Brayden is wearing aggressively long Dreamcatcher earrings. Yeah, like the guy said last week, the earrings are getting longer and longer. Maybe with his confidence, they just grow. Who knows? At this point, the editors are really doing a lot of work to convince us that Rachel is super invested in this connection with Brayden, which she, I think she's into him. But I did feel like they were kind of working overtime to make us feel like she's really, really falling for him. Mm -hmm. Because she and Brayden are chatting at the bar, and this conversation is intercut with interview moments from Rachel on the beach wearing an outfit or like a bathing suit that we have not in my memory seen, seen her wearing. It's black. Right? Yeah, it's like a black thick strap bathing suit. But meanwhile, I, today yeah. she's in a tan strapless. Yeah, like or a, like a light bathing green suit. almost. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, two totally different outfits. Two totally different outfits. And I didn't remember seeing her wear that like the day or two before. So I was wondering if, some of these clips, like she says, right now this feels good. And also, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I was like, are these from a different day? Or like a future day. Is there another yeah, person? Or, yeah. or other footage. Like, is this, is she actually talking about Brayden? Because we do not see her say Brayden's name in any of these clips. Yes. I have a whole conspiracy theory about the way that they're editing Rachel's feelings about Brayden. But of course, right at that moment, Becca... A night one girl from Zach's season, who I was like certain I had never, <laughs> never before seen, seen in my life, comes down to the beach. The producers do some some cheeky footage of Zach's night one where Becca is literally like standing behind her people. Hair. You can see her hair behind <laughs> other women. It was funny. <laughs> it was very funny. But she's a hit. She's an immediate hit on the beach because she's, I mean, hot. she's hot. She's hot. And she has a date That's card. really all it takes. Yeah. Every time someone comes down, they're just like, wow, that person is so hot and clean. <laughs> like, guys, you're all on a reality dating show. You're all hot. Yeah. Every, every single person is hot. But no, that's all you need. You just need to be hot. And you need to look like you had a, the freshest shower of your life exactly. and a curling you iron. Curl, yeah, <laughs> you curled your hair not in the humidity today. So first, Becca pulls John Henry, and both Olivia and Kat are very bummed. John Henry is like, Becca, I, I just love doing stuff, so I needed an adventurous woman. He also tells her he's a commercial diver, which Becca is like, I hear that's dangerous, and he says yes, and then she tries to relate. She's like, you know, my brother goes fishing, so I <laughs> totally understand. And he's just so underwhelmed. He's like... Oh, cool. Yeah. John Henry is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> With <Okay>. his eyes. <laughs> John Henry's not, Becca's not his, yeah. His, no, it's not going to happen for John Henry and Becca. But then Becca pulls Brayden and you can see, tell you that they see are the just, sparks. You really do. Oh my God. Immediately, mm -hmm. these two are like just attracted to each other, personality wise, physically. Like it's just, I don't know. It's a Moth to a flame. Yeah, it's a little cosmic here. 
They both have dogs. And Brayden thinks Becca is radiant. And she thinks they both know what they want. Romantic music is playing. You can tell things are not going to go well for Rachel and Brayden. Yeah, poor Rachel. She says, you know, she doesn't want to force things with Brayden. But they're still vibing. They're still exploring. It's She's trying to stay positive. But, of course, Becca asks Brayden on the date. And he is beaming. He is the happy. Oh, my God. He, he cannot so contain himself. He's just, like, smiling ear to ear. He does pull Rachel for a chat first. And she assures him, look, you don't need to check in with me. I want you to have fun. But, of course, she's clearly a little bit bummed. Rachel is someone who... I give her so much credit. She she takes rejection in stride. Yes. And she's also not afraid to express vulnerability and be like, yeah, that's disappointing. Like, he's allowed to do that. That's totally fair. But it sucks that I got excited about this and we had this great date. And now it it kind of feels like I'm just a backup option. And that mm-hmm. would never feel good for anyone. No. Uh, you know, she's disappointed. She's disappointed, and we all want justice for Rachel, to be honest, because Paradise, she's she's had some ups and downs, but it feels like she ends up with these guys who love spending time with her, love her energy and, like, her personality, but don't really give her what she deserves, which is, like, yeah. a in, like true hard, you know, put in the work. Show her that you care about her. She's not feeling like anyone's really... A real interest, yes. not just a backup. Yeah. Tanner and Davia chat again about her eyes. I'm like, the, the, the footage we're getting is not convincing me. <laughs> like, what, have yeah, a, what they do they have connect on? But she's like, yeah, I brush my teeth. And, you know, in front of the mirror. And he's like, oh, do you look at that green and blue eye of yours while you're brushing your teeth? It's just like, <laughs> Tanner, Tanner, they're her eyes. She's seen them. Yeah. Like, just move on, though. Move on from the eyes. We get Talk it. Talk about something else. Yeah. I love this. Kylie wants Avon to see her Vedanta fresh, <laughs> which she just wants to get ready for a date. And she's so disappointed. She's like, I really wanted you to see me like all dolled up. And he's like, don't worry when we get out of here. Like, I'll see you then. Oh. <laughs> it's very cute. But Jess is struggling. She's feeling lost now that Blake is on a date. She feels like she's just been sitting there watching everyone else fall in love. And she also does realize that she probably shouldn't be crying because she has this great guy who wanted to commit to her, but she just, she didn't want it back. Yeah. She feels selfish and guilty for not taking advantage of the fact that this great, handsome man is into her. But speaking of that date, (laughs) Jen and Blake are having a blast. Yeah, they like seductively, romantically put on life jackets and go kayaking. But they're like, he's tightening her life jacket. Has it ever been sexier? No, it really hasn't. It was a very loose life jacket and Blake just tightens that that baby up. You you put your biceps right (laughs) into it, Blake. They both just feel very comfortable with each other. And Blake is feeling good. He's like, finally, someone seems interested in me. That's so nice. Yeah. And they, somebody they who's mature. <laughs> I mean, Jen is only 26. I'm like, none of this. <laughs> but she she does um, give off a slightly, you know, well, a different energy. Yes, a than different Jess energy. Does. Yeah. They go kayaking. They then like sit and chat with their legs intertwined, sitting on top of the kayak facing each other. It's it's really sweet. It looks like they're having a great time. And back on the beach, Tyler 
is like, well, Blake's not around. <laughs> I'm still into Jess, which I did not realize at all. And no. I was like, wait, what's going on with Mercedes? This this whole dynamic seemed very underexplored to me. Yes, because Tyler, when he first got to the beach, said Jess and Mercedes were like, you know, tops on his list. And then he but then asked he, Mercedes yes. out over Jess. And we never see any sort of like inkling of him being interested in Jess. But apparently but he, he has been is. waiting for Blake to be like gone from the beach because he like hops I, at the opportunity. Yeah, they like lay on a daybed and chat flirtily. And he's like, yeah, Mercedes, my girl, but Jess. Yeah. We cut back and forth then between Blake and Jen and Tyler and Jess. Things are getting shaken up in paradise, baby. Tyler is like, Jess, you're gorgeous. She does this little self-deprecating thing where she's like, it's just so hard because Genevieve's so pretty. And Tyler's like, what do you mean? Don't you just look at your, you're gorgeous. You're amazing. He's like, if I got a date card, I'd take you on the date. But you did and you did it. You did it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And Jess is like, okay, so you just like kind of do like me a little. And Tyler's like, yeah, I do. Oh my God. The vibes, the flirty vibes. (laughs) Intense. So yeah, this is intercut with Blake and Jen's date. Jen loves that Blake is so present for her. He loves her smile and her, quote, proper but fun vibes. Uh, (laughs) So they're having fun. You know, we're getting a shakeup here. Blake and Jess are splitting, uh, splitting up, probably. I, uh, that's my assumption. But Tyler is like, I don't know. I want to kiss you, but I feel bad. And then he's like, fuck it. Goes in for the makeout. And it is hot. Yes. At the exact same time, we see Jen and Blake making out on the beach. I just have to say, Tyler is opening his mouth all yes, the way. Yes, that that's an open Cat mouth. Cat would be, Cat would be so proud. Blake a is a little, he, yeah, Blake is a little more subdued with Jen, but you could tell Tyler's been waiting to make open mouth make out with yeah, Jess. I, Tyler, I, I was like, ooh, okay. Man's got game. At this point, we get an incredible song playing in the back of, of this, like, intercut scene. And it's like, me and you and you and me. Me and you, you and me. And it's like, do, 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 do. You're like, sexy, hot vibes. With, you know, Blake and Jess kind of explaining what's happening. You know, Blake says, she op- Genevieve opens his mind up. In a good way, he's not thinking about Jess because Jess like, is clearly right now, not thinking about him. <laughs> Blake is like, yeah, I haven't been thinking about Jess, but now I am probably because yeah. like producers asked him about her. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, you know, I do wonder if Jess is missing me or thinking about me. She's not. And I just <laughs> kept wondering, where is Mercedes in all of this? Does she know that her man is making out with Jess? I don't think so. Which this is, this is going to be tricky because Mercedes and Jess and they're Kylie, all they're all friends. And it has and to Genevieve be... And Genevieve also. Yeah, it has to be really difficult. I don't know if Mercedes and Tyler are like locked in on each other, but they're definitely like, they've been spending yeah, time together. I- so it's still going to sting Mercedes when she does find out that Jess and Tyler are making out because as they say, they feel bad doing it. But they do right, it anyway. Which implies mm-hmm. so, that other people are going to feel bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's doing anything wrong per se, but it's going to be tricky to navigate. 
Meanwhile, Brayden is just absolutely giddy about his date with Becca. He's like, she's cute. She's flirty. And he's just ready to have fun. He's like, you know, I do have a connection with Rachel, but I'm open to Becca too because he doesn't just want a summer fling. He wants love. Yeah. He's here for Rachel, love. Rachel seems very aware of the vibes. Like she can read the room. And I think she can tell that Brayden's interest in her is kind of waning. She tells Mercedes that she, of course, doesn't mind Brayden going on other dates, but she feels like he kind of ignored her all day right after they went on this amazing date, and then he just immediately went on another date. She feels like he just isn't trying with her. Yeah. And I agree. Like, I, I get yeah, that sense. Yeah, I agree, too. And I feel bad. It was her and Mercedes, like, eating lunch together and I'm like, poor Mercedes doesn't even know what's happening behind her back. These poor girls, justice for Mercedes and Rachel. Like, we just want them have, to find some no connections. Idea. Oh, and Rachel says, this made me really sad. She says, I'm just so tired of asking people to hang out with me. I'm not going to fight anyone to like me. It's so sad. And she feels like Brayden's just giving like the bare minimum. Uh. Where, you know, they had a fun date, but I don't even know if either of them were really thinking it would be like a lasting connection. But when you have that yeah. much fun with someone and it's like flirty vibes and Rachel was like the happiest we've seen her. It's hard. It's hard because you, you do want something to work out, but you can't force it is what she said. I think, yeah, I think that's exactly it. I don't, again, I don't think that Brayden did anything wrong going on this date. And I don't think Rachel thinks that she's just feeling kind of, uh, bummed yeah, it's and still exhausted. a form of rejection no matter what totally know? and that and rejection is allowed to suck you just can't be an asshole about it brayden and becca head off on their date to the tantric kitchen and he's like i know what this yeah. is i've i've heard of tantric. i've heard of this they do things like feed each other sips of champagne and stare deep into each other's eyes and brayden says it's unfreaking real how beautiful becca is He's into this. And just while he's into it, they bring out some oysters because those are real aphrodisiacs. <laughs> Brayden's like, I need passion. Becca's given me passion. And for some reason, again, he he breaks out the Borat impression. Why? Again. Why? Brayden, get some new material, bro. Becca has clearly studied the Bachelor lingo because she's like, Brayden, you're my Prince Charming, and I just feel like we're in a fairy tale. <laughs> she says that to him, too, which I cracked I cracked up. <laughs> I know. It made me laugh, too. I'm like, really? This is your fairy tale? You're, like, sweating profusely on the ground. Eating oysters. <laughs> eating, like, warm oysters. <laughs> <laughs> she pats the sweat. Know. Speaking of a sweat, she takes, like, a rag and is wiping Brayden's face. And as she's doing so, she says he looks just like a young Johnny Depp. And he says people have been telling him that since he arrived to the beach. I just have to say, Johnny Depp is no longer an aspirational figure. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, we don't find, no. we don't find him romantic anymore. No. <laughs> uh, no, not a good track record for me. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Brayden tells the camera that he thought he had been on the best first date he'd ever been on yesterday with Rachel, but this one blew it out of the water. 
Back on the beach, they're really working their hardest to make Rachel seem so sad. She's like wandering alone on the beach. She's the new Will. And her (laughs) exes, Avon and Tyler, are sitting over by the bar, like taking pity on her. I hated this. I hated it. It was really icky. It was like they were saying like, oh, she's off her pedestal or something. That's the the vibes I was getting. It was Like I know they were trying to be nice, but it just... I don't know. I didn't enjoy it, especially because we've like not even seen a conversation between Avon and Rachel. Avon does say that it was like really nice to see Rachel come back from her date with Brayden like so happy. And he hadn't seen her with that kind of energy down on the beach. But now Brayden's on another date already. So where does Rachel go from here? We then hear a very sad voiceover from Rachel which I want to point out again, we never see her until the end of this. So I, again, think it's impossible to tell if she's actually talking about Brayden. She says, it's just so sad because I feel like for the first time, I kind of let my guard down. And now, of course, this would happen. And for what? Why would you put me through that? Then we see her when she says this last part, and it's also an outfit that I've never seen before. She says, I just feel so dumb in so many capacities, wiping tears away. Okay, so that second part is 100% from Paradise. Maybe she's talking about Brayden. Maybe she's talking about someone else. The first part, I actually don't even know if it's from Paradise. They could have pulled that from the Bachelor. Your conspiracy theorist is really coming out well, on this. See, well, I didn't even I pay know as they've much done attention. I, I know they've done this before. Yeah. I know they've done this before. I've heard talked to people who were like, they literally pulled voiceover of me from a previous season. Yeah. And, and maybe this is from this, but it just like, it always sort of keys in for me when we see a really long, continuous statement where we don't see them saying it. That's like sort yes. of what makes me go into conspiracy theorist mode. I get that. And what she's saying too doesn't necessarily fit the Right. Like she let her guard relationship. down for the first time. Yeah, she feels like, so dumb and so many why would you feel dumb? Because you you know, you were having a good time. It wasn't like she did anything wrong or that he did anything wrong or that she has that feeling towards him. So I don't know what yeah. she would be feeling dumb about in so many I think- capacities. I Yeah, I think she'd be feeling bummed. So, I don't know. We should just all watch out for this outfit, which is a coral dress, and the thick-strapped black swimsuit to see if we see it later. And also, I do— I I, One day, maybe I'll get an answer about where they pulled. Yeah, between this timeline and Aaron's dating timeline, we have so much work to do. (laughs) We have so so much sleuthing to do. So at this point, Kat is ready to shoot her shot again with John Henry. It's nighttime. She is ready to stir the pot and run off into a corner and make out with John Henry. And I do have to point out, because we're doing, you know, we're pointing out, like, where they're pulling footage from, that all of the ITMs from Kat that we see intercut with this nighttime footage are clearly from earlier in the day. Yeah, Because she's wearing the brown brown swimsuit. There were a lot of brown swimsuits on the beach during this episode. Yeah, so this is her talking, er, like, earlier in the day about what she wants to happen in the future. John Henry chats with Tanner, and he's like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of unsure if I want to explore things with Kat. And this is what he says to Tanner. 
you want to explore. Yeah. Are you interested in talking to her? I don't know. I feel weird about it. I mean, she's been cool you today. Because I talked to her quite a bit today. But, like, that's the first time I've ever seen that side of her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's, she's always usually, like, not approachable, like, not very, I want to say friendly, but, like, that could be, yeah, that might be it. I don't know. Tanner's like, yeah, 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 that might be it. it. He's like, yeah, yeah, Uh, unapproachable and unfriendly. Yeah, that seems seems like Kat. Yeah, Yeah. he's like, she seemed nice. Because, yeah, if if you're not in Kat's spotlight in her glow, you're not even, yeah, you're not going to get the time of day. But if you step just slightly into it, she's all yours, baby. And John Henry clearly is interested. He feels very flattered by this attention. Tanner is like, yeah, you should you should go for it. You should explore. And I'm like, Tanner, do you just He's you like, just want yeah, Kat to be happy again? <laughs> He's like, just go, make her happy. <laughs> no one wants to deal, deal with, with an unhappy her. cat. And John Henry's like, yeah, I'm in a bit of a pickle because I've been seeing Olivia and that's going well, but like I would be lying if I said I wasn't interested in exploring things with Kat as well. Olivia is not happy with Kat, and she says that she thinks she is a disrespectful hoe. Olivia, mm. come on, girl. You yeah. have the moral high ground here. Do not give it away with yes. name-calling. We don't need it. She said, looking at Kat makes her want to profusely vom. <laughs> and her Chiron now reads, not a cat person. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. That's hilarious. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kat is doing some amazing, like, self-negging to John Henry. She's like, uh, she's like, she's like acting like she's in a job interview where you say, like, it's just, it's so hard because I'm, like, such a hard worker. Yeah. She's like, and, you know, I can just dedicate myself too much to this job sometimes. (laughs) She knows what she's doing. Oh, yeah, this she really, really does. You gotta you gotta give credit where credit is due. And she's like, John Henry, like, this is the worst I'll ever look for the rest of my life. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, do you see how hot I am right now? I'll, I'll just never imagine when I have a real yeah, life, when I have a wand and a straightener and a curling iron and no humidity. And that's what she's trying to tell him. John Henry's like, you don't look that bad. You look great. <laughs> She knows John Henry. She's like, no, 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 I don't. No, I don't. Look at I'm a sweaty mess. Olivia, I think correctly, (laughs) thinks that Kat and John Henry don't have a lot in common. John Henry's like, I love camping and I want my future son to do motocross. Yeah, but I was like, build his back. (laughs) And Kat's like, I've never gone camping in my life. Yeah, no. And I was like, Olivia, you're right. They do have nothing in common. And um, I'm more of a cat. I, too, have no interest in motocross. Yeah, but for somebody who's, like, seems like that's very important to him. Yeah, you are like, well, these are, they're definitely opposites. And this is where Olivia loses me. She's like, I think Kat is just rose hunting. And I think it's more than that. I think that Kat is going about this in a way that's pretty insensitive to Olivia's feelings. But I think she's genuinely into John Henry. She's interested in him. Yeah. And she's going for it. He's hot. She's hot. They just want, she wants to make out with him. I don't think she's yeah, like, I'm enough. after his rose. I don't think she's thinking about that right now. I think she's just like, oh, like this him. guy that came down when I was with another dude. I think he's good looking and I want to go flirt with him. <laughs> Olivia, though, 
goes off on Kat in the interview booth. And it is the these two, you, Olivia and Kat are giving us the best ITM television mm-hmm. of anyone this season. We have a clip. Your character is hot garbage, Kat. Your personality, garbage. Like, be better. Be a better human being. You're not a good human being. You're literally sitting at a four out of 10 right now. That's less than 50%. <laughs> You're sitting at a four out of 10 is so rough. Uh, and I mean, it's really mean, but I have to admit that, like, I I'm not a big fan of Cat, so I sort of like feel what she's saying. I would never I say hate, that she's not like you know a good you know yeah. We would yeah. never say Cat's a bad. She's person. not garbage. Okay. She's not garbage. She's not. No, no one's garbage. Exactly. No one's. She's garbage. young. Everyone. She's learning. She probably needs a little bit of therapy. But I, yeah, I, I agree that with Olivia is, that she is cat's a dick. Yes, she's not nice. <laughs> but neither is she's Olivia in nice. this moment. So here we go. Right. The, the, which is frankly, I guess Olivia's like the only one that can really handle this and go toe to toe with her. Yes. Because she she's like Oh, this pairing, like Olivia's not she's yeah. not gonna back down where the other She's not backing the down. The other women are over. scared of Kat. Olivia's not. Yes. Olivia's not. Sam is like okay, I see what's going on between Kat and Olivia. And I don't think either of them are going to go down without a fight. And she is correct. She's correct. Olivia is like, oh, John Henry, he's an idiot. Such a handsome idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And Olivia is like, Kat is the one pursuing John Henry. I don't think he's doing this on purpose. And again, she's right, but he's into it. He's into it. I think he's kind of, not letting he's Olivia willing. see that he's into it, you know? Yeah. So Kat pulls John Henry for a chat on a day bed. And John Henry is just like clearly so flattered that Kat is into him. And I was like, well, we know they're going to make out in the ocean. So I think he's, this is not going to end great for Olivia, yeah. I think. Kat's like, I just want someone who's not afraid to get weird. And at this point, Olivia's had enough. So she walks over and interrupts their chat and pulls John Henry away. He doesn't seem Thrill- all that yeah, he's like, thrilled yeah. to be pulled away. Even though he he clearly is still really into Olivia. Yeah. Kat, we hear a voiceover of Kat saying, I'm going to ride off into the sunset with John Henry. And she says she's still planning to pull him aside to make out with him tonight. <laughs> She's like, because she is. I'm itching for his tongue in my mouth. She tells Kylie and Avon, who seem to be her, her, her go-to, BFFs. yeah, her yeah. go-to duo. She's like Tanner pecks. I'm not a pecker. Grab my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I I respect that. You want what you want, and you deserve to get it, girl. Yeah, this is the first time I'm actually seeing like, cat, this side of cat. Like she is fun, and she is she's quirky, funny. and she yeah, she's funny. But she just wants somebody to be like. You know, physical touch. That's her love language. She wants some throwdown. And I get that. John Henry and Olivia, of course, end up having their one-on-one chat directly behind, (laughs) like one little poof away from Kat, Kylie, and Avon. And John Henry tells Olivia, I think he's, and I think he's pretty honest in this moment. He's like, I really like you. You're my number one and my priority right now. But I I do want to get to know everyone here, including Kat. And he asks, like, does it make you feel weird that I'm spending time with Kat? And she says, it it doesn't, because I think she's just throwing herself at you. Yeah. And she says, look, I grabbed you because I missed you, and I haven't been able to talk to you all day. 
and I can only sit here for so long and watch that BS go down. <laughs> She's like, do I want you to explore other things? No. Does it piss me off every time Kat looks at you? Yes. But I also am going to try, not try to interrupt that out of respect for you. The fact that I get all weird and nervous and not a good feeling in my stomach. So basically she's saying, I, I don't, hate it. Yeah, but I like, hate it, but I, like, I get it. Yeah. And I think that this is the right approach. She's like, I'm into you. I'm putting it out there, but I'm also not going to force you to not explore other things because that isn't fair to you. And John Henry finds this directness and this little bit of jealousy to be very cute. He likes that she likes him. Yeah, it's cute. He goes in for the kiss. But right before, he's like, are you wearing lip plumper? (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was so funny. He's this man who has experienced secondhand lip plumper. And he's like, I don't want my face to be on fire. Yeah, and she's like, I don't think so. Maybe, but he doesn't care it's at this so point. It's so cute. Yeah, he goes in. It makes me so sad because I really like Olivia and John Henry I together. really like them together, like a lot. And they, they're they so bummer. respectful of each other too, like in this conversation, especially being yeah. so close to Kat. Like they're directly next to her, but they're both honest about like, yeah, we really like each other and we respect each other, but exploring you know? is a part of paradise. Yeah, I and I think that it's it's like exactly what John Henry should be saying to her. Mm-hmm. Like, "Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I I essentially am leaving the door open to things with Cat." Yeah. And that's that's all you can do. Meanwhile, Cat is for some reason seething with anger that Olivia, who's been dating John Henry, is kissing John Henry. We have a clip of what she says. What the f- is going on? Hell no. John Henry's mine. Olivia, she needs to chill. She's so territorial, it's like gross. Can I just like, just have one night that I'm above water? (laughs) None of my friends would do that. Like you don't like sit there and start doing that. Probably made John Henry feel very uncomfortable. Why am I in the triangle, please? (laughs) I will be damned if he chooses Olivia. I'm not playing today. Okay, there's a lot to unpack yes, in this just, because, ugh. okay, there's a lot to unpack in the content and also just want to point out again, a lot of this ITM is definitely from earlier in the day, so probably not a direct reaction to this makeout. And also, I think they might have piped in her mine. Didn't that sound like a Franken yes, bite a bit to yes. you? When, yeah. when I listen back to the clips, I always hear things that I didn't yeah. realize on the show, Same. but this was very cut this whole. Yeah. yeah. So this was definitely Frankenbitten together. So I do want to give Kat some benefit of the doubt. But I also do believe that she thinks Olivia should step aside for her and not be, quote, territorial. Yes. Because she has shown herself to be very intent on like, you have to leave things open for me if I want them. And if I want you to close yourself off, you also have to do that. Like, because Kat sees... She only recognizes herself and her own feelings and wants and needs. And then when she mentions that, like, none of my friends would do that, I'm like, do what? Like, make out with the person that they're currently with, like, currently dating? Just because you're interested in him doesn't mean Olivia shouldn't be Or is she talking about something from earlier Exactly. So that's a little confusing. That we didn't see. So who knows? But it's clear that she is ready to go toe-to-toe with Olivia for 
John Henry's heart. Blessedly, we get to move on from that love triangle <laughs> for a bit because Aaron B. is ready to make things official and exclusive with Eliza. And he's like, we can go the distance. We can get engaged. But reminder, Eliza still has not talked to Aaron about the comments that Charity made to Kat that she has learned about. Yes. She there, needs some clarity. There's an ex-girlfriend out there who we know is nothing about, shit. but she's saying some stuff. And there's one ex girlfriend. Maybe there's two. Yeah. January, February, <laughs> March, April, who knows? But Aaron B told Eliza that he and Charity had a great relationship and a respectful breakup. But now Eliza knows that's probably not the full story. It's interesting because I think that they did. Yeah, they did. Definitely did like, on clearly, the show. Clearly, the issue is stuff that happened after the show. Post Bachelorette. Yep. Yeah. That Charity has heard from people. But Aaron now, here's dated. here's my thing. Like, why would Charity be upset? Was she dating, like, was the ex-girlfriend in the picture I, right before The Bachelorette? Or I right before Paradise? No, I thought that that she was saying that she was in the picture right before Bachelorette. Bachelorette, yes. And that Charity was sort of just like, well, this is shady, and gave a warning, which makes sense. sense. So Eliza ultimately pulls Aaron. She says what the comments that she heard, and she's like, you know, Charity apparently told Kat to avoid you and that you're not a good guy. But I want to hear you explain yourself because I've been hearing things about some, like, ex-girlfriend. Aaron seems so caught off guard about this. And he's like, why would Kat and Charity go after me in this way? And I don't... Buddy, I don't really think they're, like, going after you. No, I don't think that was... I think Kat <laughs> clearly was pushed to bring this up. I I would assume probably because, or they because were just Charity's having like gr- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the producers were like oh yeah. you and Charity are close oh so, you oh you yeah. right you had that conversation you yeah. probably should tell Eliza Eliza about it before she gets too serious like I'm sure something like that happened um, but Aaron is like I want to be truthful and this dear listeners is his attempt to be truthful. I had an ex last year. We broke up in August, right before her birthday, uh, because of the toxicity in our relationship. She's been trying to put my name out there because she thinks that I broke up with her to go on the show. When the truth is, I had not been talking to her since August. I got the call in December. Um, I was seeing someone else at the time, and she, Ended things in October. Uh, I actually, she she stopped seeing me a couple times, so it was kind of like on and off, like not really like official like boyfriend and girlfriend. But she decided to end things over text with me two days after New Year's, okay. and that was in January. Okay. So the fact that she says that I broke up with her to go on the show and that I had two girlfriends at once is just zero percent true. What? What? Eliza's like, okay, yeah. I, okay. I literally have listened to this clip so many times. I just tried to take notes at the time. He says one girlfriend he broke up with in August, August of 2022. When was Charity's season filmed? Probably early 23. Yeah. Right? Like in the Because they usually cast... March. Yeah, they usually cast at the end of the year. Like he said, December, he got the call. And they usually start filming like February or March because her season wraps up. Or even earlier because her season wrapped up in yeah. May. 
I think I could no, tell June, he June. wasn't sure which ex-girlfriend was talking about him. So he decided to talk about both of them. But then he says he was seeing someone else when he got the call for the show in December. But they weren't but, like official. But also she had, bro- she had broken things off with him in October. Yeah. But also she ended things over text with him in January. It's so confusing. <laughs> so yeah, the ex-ex-girlfriend... The legit ex-girlfriend ended things in August. Then he started dating someone just casually in October. Then they ended things over text. No, but he said she broke (laughs) things off with him in October. I don't know. This guy is just like dancing around his exes. It sounded like like he said that same one broke things off with him in January. Does he mean that... They were still casually hooking up, maybe? They were still casually hooking up, kind of on and off. Like, she had broken things off in October. Then they went back and forth. Yeah, well, then they, and then, then she then broke he got things the off again in January. Yeah, in December. And in that time, he had gotten the call. <laughs> and then he felt... We're doing what he it did. Is, we're just like, I and mean, then January is, rolled around, and Thanksgiving time. And this <laughs> is some of the worst storytelling I've ever experienced. And, and I was like... Aaron, I don't think you're a bad guy, but you are. This made him look a little so sketchy. It made him look it like was he was so lying. Much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eliza wasn't into it. Eliza is just as confused as all of us. Oh yeah, she's like, "What are you talking about? Wait, there's two girlfriends. You were you dating them at the same time? Which one contacted charity? Like, what are you talking about?" She's just like, "I don't understand what's going on." She's yeah. like, "You know who can clear this up? Charity. charity. I wish, I wish she was here." And what do you know? There's Charity (laughs) walking down the steps, ready to go. She knows no one's expecting her, but she just needs to give her girls some insights on her ex-boyfriends. Yeah. You know, Charity said her and Aaron left on good terms. But since all of that, some things have come out. An ex said he wasn't here for the right reasons. Um, And Aaron, meanwhile, is trying to explain himself to Tanner who says Eliza probably doesn't know what to believe because now she's hearing from him and how he thought him and Charity ended things. But now Kat told her something about Charity and her thoughts on Aaron. So poor Eliza's just freaking out. And Tanner's trying to, like, calm Aaron down. Just like, you know, when rumors start, people are confused about your character and you you guys just have to figure it out. (laughs) But Aaron is just, like, losing it. (sighs) The women are freaking out over Charity's arrival. Of course, they are all close with her. They all love her. And Aaron's like, Charity is the source (laughs) of my disgruntled ex. Disgruntled. He uses that word. Disgruntled ex. And the source. Like, he... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh. But uh, Olivia is, is happy that Charity might be able to clear some things up for... Eliza. Yeah, Charity grabs all the girls for a chat. She's like, come on, girls. Tanner and Aaron have like their arms around each other in solidarity. (laughs) And then Tanner's like, should we go to the bar? (laughs) Aaron's like, yeah, I I need a drink. So all the girls fill Charity in on their connections. Kat's like, yeah, um, I'm so into John Henry. And Olivia's like, yeah, it's so funny because John Henry (laughs) told me that um, I'm his number one. So that's really nice for us. And you can tell Charity's just like, I don't. This is so great. Okay. I don't want to be involved in Because of course Kat jumps in because Charity's her of best course. friend. But then Olivia quickly is like, 
Wait, wait, wait. Like, I'm, uh, I'm with John Henry. We had a spa Let's, date. For the record. We massaged all kinds of oils all over each other. And Kat is just, like, staring at her. Oh. Meanwhile, Wells is chatting with the guys. And Pete makes a actually good joke <laughs> yeah, about the fact good. that this is the most time he spent with Charity. Because <laughs> they didn't even speak on uh, when he was on her season. And... The guys are like, yeah, things just ended badly with Charity and Aaron. But like, did they? Did they? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I guess that they mean that his his the aftermath. Con- or something. Yeah, the aftermath mm-hmm. was bad. And they're like, look, his ex told Charity this thing, then Charity told Kat, then Kat told Eliza, and now Charity's here. What are the odds? <laughs> I'm like, what is this show produced or something? Gosh, yeah, what? Oh, my I goodness. thought this was non-scripted. <laughs> Eliza asks Charity if she wants to chat privately. And at this point, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, God damn it. We're not going to get mm-hmm. the meat of this conversation until next week. So they really just spend this time talking, like doing the window dressing, setting, doing the setup. She's like, Aaron and I hit it off instantly. I've been so drawn to him, but now I've heard about what you told Kat and... I want to hear about your experience. Meanwhile, Aaron is looking for someone to blame for the situation that he's in. And he's like, Kat. Yep. I can talk to Kat. It's Kat's fault. He's like, I want to, he wants to make sure Charity and Eliza are both okay. But for now, he needs to talk to Kat because he wants to know, like, why did she tell Eliza? What was the purpose? Um, and Olivia at this point too, fully over the cat chaos. Everybody yeah, is... Olivia is just anti-cat, which I, you know, I get it. But I actually don't know if I, I'm, I do think Kat is a shit stirrer, but also I think she's right when she says to Aaron that if he ends up with Eliza, this is something they're going to need to deal with if there is someone spreading public rumors about him. Yes. Yeah, she like basically she's says, need to know that this is out there. Yeah, she tells Aaron that Eliza's her girl and she wanted to be honest. If Eliza wants to share a life with him, Kat thought that she deserved some information on the ex-girlfriend and what she heard from Charity. But Kat's like, you know, I'm friends with both of you and I want both I want this to work out for you guys, but I also want this conversation to be out there yeah. because do, Eliza deser- deserves it. I do see Aaron's point where he's like, well, why didn't you bring this up to me? Like, if you've been holding on to this information, like, why yeah. didn't you bring this up to me that this was that this was out there? Which is a good... She um, clearly could have just went up to him and said, hey, have you told hey, Eliza I, about this? Yeah, and, I, think you, I think you need to talk to Eliza about this. Aaron is catastrophizing, <laughs> as my therapist would say, in his ITM. He's like, these rumors might ruin my life. My relationship is now out of my control, but I'm here for the right reasons. I want to find love. He's like, Charity is blowing up my possibility for an engagement. She's keen on destroying my <laughs> life. Or I guess he asks, Charity, yeah. how keen are you on I'm destroying, destroying my, my life? life? Babe, I don't think Charity wants to destroy your no. life. I don't think she thinks about you that much. And I bet you next week it's going to be like a lukewarm conversation where Charity's yeah. like, yeah, I heard this, but Aaron's such a good guy. You should stay with him. I think it was all a misunderstanding. Yeah, I I feel like what's going to happen is that Charity's going to say, I heard this. I told Kat, but, you know, I've also had these good experiences with Aaron, and I think you should take your relationship for what it is. That is my prediction. Mm-hmm. 
This brings us to the end of the episode, and we get a preview for next week. Of course, Charity and Eliza will chat. Aaron and Eliza will chat. Genevieve and Blake come back holding hands, and Jess is upset. Kat and Olivia continue to fight it out for John Henry, and Kat gets her coveted makeout sesh. What will happen at the rose ceremony? And do we think we will even get one? (laughs) (laughs) No. Like, will we finish a rose ceremony in next week's episode? I don't know. The credit sequence this week is Charity in the ITM seat talking about how she thinks Mercedes maybe is dating someone she won't expect. And all of a sudden, a giant bug... Yes, which she describes as a mix between a cockroach and a beetle. (laughs) Looks like a cricket to me, but (laughs) yeah, like, but scarier than a cricket. I don't know. It it was really crawling, and no one's making a move to help her. They're just like, "This is gold." She's just like, "No, no, 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 no." Charity's like, "There's a reason I." Well, besides engagement, but like, there's a reason I'm not trying to be hanging out in in paradise. Lee, let's talk about our love to see it and hate to see it for this week. Let's start with love to see it. We got some great new intros this week, including the chefs and Kat's updated birthday cake opening credit. We see you producers working your hardest every week to bring us some joy. (laughs) I frankly, honestly, kind of love Kat's absolutely delusional insistence that Tanner didn't break up with her. Like, comedy gold and, frankly, some inspiring dating energy. Um, You don't even open mouth makeout. Ugh. How how dare. (laughs) Also, we love all the excellent Chiron work. It's not fine. Album drops next year. Not a cat person happened to be my favorite. (laughs) Not a cat person is my number one of the episode. Absolutely. Just give them, I don't know, a Writer's Guild Award for this line alone. We also love to see Genevieve, who I think really faded into the background on Zach's season, finally getting her due. She is beloved, and it seems like for good reason. Absolutely. And back to those producers and writers, new creative editing, the storytelling, that genius of using the audio of Kat and Eliza from the shower room and piping in some vintage deep sea diver footage. We also had that amazing like intercut with Jess and Blake on their new connections, the coconut. Oh, the coconut. The coconut coconut. milk, shall we say, and the tongue ring (laughs) vibrations. Man, just so much work. Excellent so much work. work. The, oh, God. A plus. And now it's time for Hate to See It. We, of course, hate to see cats deeply obnoxious. I'm so much better than you. Tantrum. Yeah. How many of those have we seen now? So many. I'm over it. We also hated to see the weaponization of the fuckboy label against Tanner, who did absolutely nothing wrong. <laughs> zero. We also hate to see Kat just going so hard after John Henry without even a thought for Olivia. Again, shoot your shot, but have some respect for other people. Yeah, we have to mention that Chiron too, uh, for John Henry who's vulnerable to catnip. (laughs) I did I admit, hate to see that John Henry is clearly going to go for it. Oh, absolutely. 
Uh, we hated to see Brayden brushing Rachel aside when a new hottie came down to the beach. Uh, these two had such an amazing pinata date. That I get it. He I wants know. to explore, but again, we're always Just hated, hated always to see that for, for Rachel's. Rachel's. Yeah, hated to see that for Rachel's sake. We also hated to see the fact that Becca still apparently finds Johnny Depp to be an aspirational hottie that she would like her future partner to ape. Hard pass. Yeah, hard pass on that one. Sorry. And we hated to see Aaron B. failing so spectacularly <laughs> at explaining himself and his dating timeline to Eliza. Oh, this Aaron man is not great with words, I'm learning. He's great with food. Not so great with words. Rough, rough time for Aaron. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Matarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course, spread the word to all your friends about our show. And if you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Libby Z. We'll be back Friday with more from Golden Bachelor. Stitcher. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Imagine bold, naturally-aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. Ah, it's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook cheddar. Extraordinary dairy.